This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Good evening, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Welcome to another episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack. I'm your host, Tony Defio as always. And uh, before I begin, I would like you to please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We bring you live shows each and every day. We bring you this show. We bring you The Hangover, Touchdown Under, Know Your Enemy, uh, the Scobro Show. We have pregame stuff. We have postgame stuff. It's just a, just a really growing uh, live podcasting family. And it's also live on Facebook. And if you're watching me on Facebook, hello, please join us. And Stacey Lynn is joining us from Facebook, so so uh, uh, it's nice to see her. And, of course, you can catch all of our live shows after the fact if you, if you don't have time right now. If you don't feel like staying up till 9 o'clock to watch this face live, then you can catch it later on any audio platform of your choosing. Google, Stitcher, I like iHeartRadio. You name the, the platform and you can find our platform. So please check check that out. And of course, we have we have audio only shows, which of course are not live. They're audio uh, podcasts, and they include Let's Ride, The Stat Geek, uh, uh, From the Cutting Room Floor. Um, uh, the, we have the, the fantasy football stuff. Um, uh, we have. The live mic, the list goes on and on. Uh, I think uh, Jeff does, if I'm not mistaken, I should know this. I believe Jeff Hartman does the uh, the rundown of Mike Tomlin's press conference every week. And boy, was that a doozy this week. 
so that's a that's a uh an audio show so please please check out our our audio only platform and we usually have two two uh parts by the way on every show live and on on audio only when, when, when they're on audio so please download both when you when you find them on your audio platform and of course check out behind so curtain the website where we bring you news commentary film breakdown anything Steeler related any rumor any any funny stuff you know usually by me um or brian or whoever whoever wants to be funny uh, it's usually me because people are always like oh don't take anything Defoe, that's what a lot of people call me. I don't know my, how to spell my last name. Don't take anything he says seriously. So, yeah, anything anything that you want to find Steelers-related, you can find it on Behind the Store Curtain, as we like to say, it's your one-stop shop for all your Steelers' needs. And um, let's check out the live chat and see who was here first. I didn't get a chance to, to look. I was too busy uh, rambling. Who was first? I bet you it was – nope, it was not, was not Jared Devil tonight. It was Steelers Chick 46. Unfortunately, Jared Devil just came in second. but. He had a good run. So welcome, Steeler Chick 46, Jared Devil, Stacy Lynn, just me, Mark Davison from Australia, down under. And he can't be feeling too too good at the moment because the Bengals are in first place. If the, if the playoffs started today, first of all, we'd all want our money back if we were season ticket holders. But number two, the Bengals would be in first place and they would have the number one seed in the AFC. They would have, the, the road to the Super Bowl would have to go through the jungle. Can you believe that? Wow. So Mark Davidson's here, Kathy Ford, Devin Logan from Facebook, Joseph Wilson from YouTube, Tom Ferry from, from Facebook, George Teston, Clarence Washington, James Jones, Ryan Cobrian. Wow, that's pretty funny. If that's a, if, unless it's your real birth-given name, then I don't, I'm sorry for laughing. Steelers Freak. Wow, we have a lot of Steelers Freaks, but we have an official Steelers Freak with us tonight. Thanks, Mean Joe. I haven't seen Thanks, Mean Joe in a while, so welcome. So welcome, everybody, and let's talk about this Sunday's game. And boy, is it a big one. I think it is anyway. I mean, it's not do or die. I don't think it's it's a Shannon. Oh, by the way, Shannon. I saw Shannon. I, I can't not acknowledge Shannon White, the great Shannon White, who co-hosts the the Hangover every Monday night with uh with me and Brian Anthony Davis. So Shannon's watching, and he always has great insight. So I. I always look forward to interacting with him, whether it's on here or on the hangover. Anyway, uh, uh, this Sunday's game against the Browns at First Energy Stadium in Cleveland at 1 o'clock. It is a big one, I think, but it's not do or die, but it's still pretty huge. Um, the Steelers are currently in last place in the, in the division in the AFC North. They are, what, a half a game behind Cleveland? Or a game? Be- no, I guess they're a half a game behind. But anyway, they're in last place. And the Bengals, who, who they've all, all already lost to, and the Ravens are f- both five and two. So this is big. You know, um, if they win, then I think they can uh, really set themselves up nicely uh, for the foreseeable future, meaning the next couple of weeks, because they play the the Bears and the Lions after that. And by the way, I I always forget what order that's in, but still, they're both pretty bad teams. And they're both at home. So, you know, if, if they win this week, they can really set themselves up for a nice run and really getting into serious playoff contention by the time they go to L.A. on Sunday Night Football uh, right around Thanksgiving. So it's a big game. And 
don't think that the Browns aren't up for this game and their fans. Believe me. I know they went in the playoffs last year. They came to Heinz Field and they kind of whipped up on the Steelers. And you would think that was that would be enough to to uh you know convince them that they're that they're the superior team, but there's there's decades of abuse at the hands of the Steelers that they still have to deal with. So I'm I'm, I'm sure they still have a, a, a little bit of that little brother complex. And maybe they don't really believe it. That, that they're the superior organization right now. Uh, maybe their fans don't believe it. Just think about it. You know, say the Steelers, uh, whenever they, the, the rare occasions that they beat the Patriots back in Tom Brady's heyday, which I guess is still going on, but when his heyday was with the Patriots, and of course Belichick, uh, when, when they would beat them, always at Heinz Field, by the way, did you ever feel confident? truly confident that they would beat them the next time they played them, whether it was here at Heinz field or at Gillette stadium, I'm just going to say, no, I'm I'm sure you didn't feel confident. So I'm sure there's still some psychological effects going on uh, with the organization and the fans of the Browns, uh, you know, because of the last 20 some years of this, this quote unquote rivalry, that's really only becoming a rivalry over the last few years with the, with the Browns. Uh, becoming a better organization and becoming more talented and finally seemingly doing everything right. So there's that. So they're going to be fired up. They're going to be, they're going to be, they're going to want to take this occasion kind of like put their foot on the Steelers neck and maybe not choke them out, but um, sort of maybe put them to sleep for a little bit and uh, really put them behind the eight ball in terms of the AFC North, because they would be, what, at least a game and a half uh, behind as far as uh, uh, the third-place team, which would be, the I guess, the Browns would still be in third place after this week. Or I guess they would be tied for – they could be tied for second uh, if the Bengals lose to the Jets, which I don't see happening. And I think the Ravens are off. So um, they could really damage the Steelers' uh, future. They would – be 0 and 2 in the in the division and again they would be uh more than one game back in last place and that it's not a good place to be even with what uh 10 more games to go before the season's over so it's a big game for the for the browns but it's a, it's obviously a big big game for the steelers and if they win this game i think they would what they would be well, of course they'd be 4 and 3 and then the Browns would be four and four, so they would they would leapfrog the Browns, and they would they would jump into third place, which you know it's better than last place. And I think it would it would give them so much confidence. Can you can you believe how much, how much confidence they could they could possibly gain from this game if they if they were to win it? You're going to Cleveland, a place where you usually do really well, right? Where, where Ben Roethlisberger was the winningest quarterback forever until Baker Mayfield came along. So if you, if you win that game, I mean, psychologically, it's got to be a, a big boost for your organization. And uh, you still have four games left in the division, you know, so uh, your fate's still pretty much in your hands. If you're Pittsburgh, you'd be one and one in the division and you'd still have four games left to play. And you really wouldn't be all that worried about what everybody else is doing in the North, what their record is, the Ravens, uh, of course, the Browns and the Bengals, because you still get to play those teams again, especially Baltimore. You have two more games against them. So it, it could really make up a lot of uh, 
uh, it, it can make up for a lot of the damage that was done early on over those first really four games when they when they start out one and three. And of course, they would you know with a win they would be on a three game winning streak. And as as the uh, as as Lou the manager said in, in in Major League Two, then you have yourself a winning streak. Three games in a row that's a winning streak. So. Uh, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's, again, I think it's huge. It's not, it's not life or death, but it's huge. And uh, we found out on Friday that Baker Mayfield is definitely going to start as is Nick Chubb, the running back. Uh, I believe Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham are both going to, are expected to play in this game. So they're going to be pretty much at full strength on offense. Um, and of course they have the best offensive line in football. Uh, arguably. So it's going to be a tough test. It's going to be a tough test. And as, as uh, Shannon pointed out on Monday, his uh, big fear is is how they respond to Cleveland's exceptional running game. I mean, they love to run the ball. That's their identity almost. I mean, not as much as Baltimore's, but it's 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 pretty close and they're really good at it. So uh, we saw what, what happened against Seattle and how the Seahawks ex- exploited Pittsburgh's run defense in the second half, and how, that's how they got they were able to get back in that game. Uh, coming off of a bye, I mean, you know, tackling was was shaky against the Seahawks. Um, coming off of a, a two week break, it might be even shakier in this game. So uh, it's going to be a test, and and it's going to be interesting to see how the Steelers respond to what Seattle did to them on the ground two weeks ago, because they obviously can't do the same thing and expect to uh, have better results. Um, it's a whole insanity, blah, blah, blah thing. So are they going to make any changes on the line? Are they going to, is uh, Roberts Spillane going to, going to play more at inside linebacker because he's, I think probably the best run stopper of, of their between Bush and, 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 and Schobert and, and Spillane. Spillane's probably the best run stopper. Is he going to play more? So it, it's going to be an interesting, uh, see how they, how they handle that. Um, as far as Baker Mayfield is concerned, I, I think they've they've kind of been pretty good at making him seem pretty ordinary uh, so far in his career, meaning the Steelers' defense. So I'm pretty confident they cannot disrupt him, uh, if not with the pass rush, certainly with maybe their scheme and disguising things in the secondary and maybe forcing him him into some mistakes like they did uh, last year at Heinz field and in, in the regular season game, you know, I think it was it Joe Hayden or is it Minka that had to pick six? I think it was Joe Hayden. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned about the, about the run defense, but I'm not so concerned about Baker Mayfield at this point, but it obviously it would be nice if they could find a way to get, get pressure on him. Cause you know, the more, I don't care what the quarterback is, even big Ben, uh, in his prime in his twenties, uh, nobody really likes pressure. So, I think if if uh, if Watt and 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 Highsmith and of course Cam Hayward, if they're on their game, if they're dominating, if they're winning their one-on-one battles at the line of scrimmage, then they could probably force uh, Mayfield into some mistakes. So, as far as the offense, I don't know. Um, I don't know what to expect. I expect to see some different things. Anthony McFarland's been activated, and from all accounts, uh, the people who were covering training camp and even the fans who were there reporting on, on social media, he, he seemed to uh, be in some intriguing packages, uh, you know, 
when when they when they had camp at, at Heinz Field and, and when he was before he got injured. So as we all know, he's pretty familiar with with Matt Canada. He Canada coached him in college when he was at Maryland. So um, the expectation in the summer was that McFarland was going to be a, a nice little weapon that, that Canada would take advantage of. Well, here we are uh, heading into the seventh game. Now he'll finally perhaps get a chance to to utilize him. Although, you know, given the history of the Steelers with um, with how they use their running backs, uh, you know, it's going to be hard for McFarland to, to crack that um, lineup. But, uh, again, word out of camp was it that both Harris and McFarland were in the backfield at the same time, which is pretty unique for the Steelers on offense. So who knows? Who knows what they have up their sleeve? But I certainly expect – Najee Harris, like I said last week, to continue to be the more of a focal point of the offense. I think they know what they have in him. I think they know they have a special young running back. And, uh, of course, he, he got a tremendous amount of work over the first six games. And I expect that to, to even increase even more starting on Sunday. And I'm really excited to see how they utilize him over these last 11 games because I think they, 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 they should be convinced that he is the real deal. I mean, obviously, it's 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 still early, but barring injury, I think he's the real deal, and he's going to be a dangerous weapon for many years to come. So uh, let's hope that starts to happen sooner rather than later. Later, um, of course, Miles Garrett's going to be a huge, a huge uh, problem. Um, I'm assuming Dan Moore is going to get the brunt of his of his um, talents coming at him, meaning Garrett's talents coming his way. But, you know, I think what Garrett moves around too. So whoever's blocking him is going to have their hands full because he's arguably the the um, best defensive lineman in the, in the AFC. So, or at least the, the best uh, 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 pass rusher, uh, pass, pass rushing defensive lineman in the AFC. So he, he's going to be, He's going to be a handful, and of course, I, I, as you know, he had that um, pretty, I think, a pretty cool, uh, you know, if you're an objective person, a pretty cool uh, um, Halloween display in front of his house. I think I think it was him. We, we had all, all the uh, quarterbacks' tombstones in the front yard, which I think was pretty funny. If you if you uh, have a sense of humor, I think you'd find that amusing, although it might be a, a little harder to laugh at any of uh, Garrett's jokes for the uh, foreseeable future. So Garrett's going to be a handful, um, but if they can find a way to, to neutralize him, then I think that'll that'll bode well for for the passing game and uh, giving Ben some time and 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 utilizing his weapons, namely uh, Claypool and Johnson. So I'm, I'm looking forward to Sunday. Um, on the injury front, Ebron Eric Ebron's out, which means Friar Muth is going to be the number one tight end. Uh, and I guess uh, Zach Gentry will be the number two, and and um, they'll take it from there. But uh, uh, you know, despite what you think of Ebron, he's a pretty decent weapon in the passing game, so I'm sure he'll be he'll be missed. But it'll be it'll be a great chance for uh, Fryermuth to 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 step up. Uh, like Tomlin always says, one man's misfortune is another man's opportunity. So Fryermuth uh, is going to get a chance to to really show what he's made of as a rookie. Uh, as far as how I feel about how, how Sunday will go, 
I think it's going to, I don't know why I feel this way. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm delusional. But I, I think that they're going to pull out a close win. 21-17, 20 24-21, something like that. I, I just have that feeling. I don't know why. Again, maybe I'm just crazy. Um, but I just, I just have a good feeling about this team right now in the moment. And, 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 and as I've demonstrated to you over the first six, seven weeks of the regular season, I react to what's going on week to week. I'm not a let's wait and see kind of guy. And first of all, I can't be that kind of person. Cause I, I have to produce every week for behind the store curtain. So I have to tell you how I feel each and every week. And for some reason I feel really good right now about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hopefully my confidence in them will, um, will be proven on Sunday, starting on Sunday. You know, uh, as I wrote about the other day, or maybe it was Friday, I wrote so many articles, I can't keep track. But my my excitement about the team hasn't been that great so far, but it's I, I, I could feel it starting to build. You know, the optimism is starting to, to build again. And I'm maybe it's because it's getting cooler outside, but I'm really looking forward to to seeing how they respond uh, in, in the in the. I, I keep saying second half. It's not the second half yet. The post buy portion of their of their schedule. So those are my thoughts on Cleveland, and uh, I think that's going to wrap up the first half of tonight's show at the nineteen thirty four mark. So if you're watching me live on Facebook or, or or YouTube, please don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after this uh, short break. If you're listening on an audio platform, as I illustrated in the uh, earlier portion of the show this is only part one and if you download a part one thank you but please please come back and download part two of this episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack (laughs) 